Hey everybody, welcome back. I've had a nice break and I've got a couple of episodes coming up here for you. Um, today on the podcast, I have Mike Caden. Mike is the founder and CEO of Red Circle, which is a media host, a platform that equips podcasters with strong tools to support their efforts to advance, make money, and gain attention. And what Red Circle does is it provides podcasters with the same tools as a lot of the major publishers out there like Libsyn. And their technology enables podcasters to compete on an even playing field. And when I talk about that, it's because they have dynamic ad insertion added to it. So to advance the audio advertising market for independent creators, Mike actually will combine in this interview his technical training and experience in the podcasting sector. So we're going to talk a little bit today about the future of podcasting and the podcasting industry in general the benefits of creators um, for advertising on podcast and and he has some advice for our independent creators on how to make money so without further ado here is mike hey mike thanks for joining me today i'm really excited to talk to you about uh what you've been doing in the podcasting industry and especially about red circle and some of your new offerings yeah thanks danny happy to be here cool so I'm always interested in how people get involved in podcasting and how they got to this place where they started a company or they co-founded a company. Um, bring us up to speed. Where did you start out? How did you encounter podcasting and, and what got you to this point? Yeah, good question. I've been listening to podcasts for forever, you know, on an iPod, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure. Um, and, and then eventually on my uh, Google Listen app on my Android phone, which doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Um, you know, really sort of nerdy early podcast guy uh, in the early days of the medium. And I've just been a listener for forever. And then, um, you know, I was working in the tech industry and and had a normal sort of software engineering job and sort of got tired of, uh, you know, working for the man, if you will, and and really wanted to kind of get back to the early days of building something small and working with a small team and feeling really confident that what I was working on was something that I was going to be really proud of and excited to be working on if I was going to be putting in all these hours. And at the time, I had been interviewing at a couple companies in what today we call kind of like the creator economy, businesses that were helping uh, internet creators to be able to get paid. And I just got really inspired by those ideas and, and this mission. One of the companies I was interviewing at was Patreon, which I think is an incredible company. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd been this longtime podcast listener. I had started writing some software on the side just to kind of get my skills up before I interviewed places. Uh, and I started writing some podcast stuff. And then I was interviewing at this creative economy kind of companies and everything just kind of came together. And I found myself up at 1.30 in the morning reading the trade press and continuing to code and, and sort of getting getting obsessed and uh, just sort of decided uh, at a time that really didn't make any sense in my life to do it, <laughs> that it was time to start a company in this space. Awesome. Yeah. So how you said you were a fan of podcasting, you were coding. Had you had you used podcasting at that point um, in any of your businesses? Did you have your own podcast? Um what what was your actual like real involvement other than being a listener at that point? Nothing really. You know, okay. I had um I had I had been a listener for a long time, um, but I never created my own podcast to this day. I don't have my own podcast. Um okay. I've probably been on enough podcasts so that I could have like a you know a 20 episode series, but um, but I still I'm not a podcaster myself. Yeah. Um uh, you know, had a couple of YouTube videos that found success. Uh you know, I used to be a high school teacher, so I taught some okay. kids how to like uh 
you know, I made some videos to teach you how to make a graph in Excel that suddenly, you know, made me a hundred dollar YouTube check, you know, so I'm, yeah. I'm rich, I'm rich now. Um, but never been a podcaster myself uh, and really just started coding uh, podcast hosting software on the side, you know, because it seemed like a relatively uh, simple scope project to build the basic, you know, upload an episode and 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 get some statistics. Yeah. And, and that's how it began. Cool. So you were truly a fan of podcasts and really appreciated um, what they do. So so at, just staying in that space of being a fan of podcasts, why do you think people really enjoy podcasts? What what makes people gravitate towards the medium? Yeah, when I think about the original podcast that got me hooked, I was listening to, you know, Leo Laporte and all kinds of twit stuff. And I was I've been listening to a podcast comedy podcast for years called uh, uh, Yeah, Dude, mm-hmm. um, which monetizes on Patreon. And um and for years, I'd just been listening to podcasts like this, and and they're so different, but they're all um, very unique to the kind of person I am. You know, oh yeah, dude, is just two guys sitting on the couch being goofy. Um, you know, I've always been interested in technology and its applications and the latest news around mm-hmm. that. And um, you know, I think uh, unlike a lot of other media, there's an opportunity to really carve out and find a niche of the sorts of people that you want to listen to every week. Um, and in the case of oh yeah, dude, I've been listening to those guys for like I don't know. 10 years plus. Um, and so I, I think there's something really unique and special there that you can only find in a couple of places where a, you can find the, um, the, the, the really small podcast or, you know, in the case of Twitter, obviously large, but the podcast that really aligns to your specific interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, find the place and the habit in your life where these people are there for you every week. Right. I've been listening to these same guys, uh, during my commute or in the gym or whatever else, um, for years. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think there's something special there. I've been, watched YouTubers for years. I was into Twitch for a minute. You know, I read, uh, you know, blogs and things. I'm obsessed with Twitter. But in none of those other media where I'm able to consume content, do I have like a, a multi-year daily or weekly habit where it's like, this is the thing that that I, I want to have. Um, there's mm-hmm. something special about being in your ears that makes that happen. Yeah, definitely. So you're, you're coding podcast hosting stuff on the side because, mm-hmm. you know, who does that? But, <laughs> you know, I like... I'm, I've never been a, a coder or a programmer or anything like that, but my son is like all into it, 10 years old. Um, so you're doing that on the side for fun. Uh, you're thinking about things, you're you're interviewing with Patreon. Like I remember when Patreon really started, I guess like, what was that, 2010, 2011, or it was getting going. Um, what What led to Red Circle? How did Red Circle start? What was the story kind of how that started and what you guys were trying to do in entering the space. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd been starting to code this stuff on the side and I just became increasingly and increasingly obsessed. And, you know, I'm reading pod news and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm building dynamic insertion technology from scratch and I'm getting job offers at real companies um, that I probably should have taken uh, for economic security purpose, Mm -hmm. but, um, but just became increasingly obsessed. And then I had a conversation with my cousin who told me that she had 5,000 listeners to her podcast. Mm-hmm. It was a podcast about summer camps and and kind of reminiscing about your your days. Uh, you know, we're, we're Jewish and sort of going to these summer camps that a lot of Jewish people go to up in Maine in the summers in the yeah. Northeast. And, um, you know, she told me that she's got 5,000 people listening, but that she wasn't able to sort of monetize it, even though that mm-hmm. was her interest. And that was a big part of it for me as well. Because if you think about like 5,000 people and how big a room or how big a theater or small, you know, concert hall Mm -hmm. that many people could fill, 
if you can build, you know, bring that many people's attention to bear weekly, um, and you're putting in hours and hours of work to generate content that people keep coming back to the idea that you can't be rewarded for that level of artistic excellence, um, to produce content. That's that engaging that people keep coming back. The idea that there's no reward for that, uh, besides just the joy of podcasting, um, just felt crazy to me and that there were some, some inefficiencies in the market and some opportunity to help a bunch of independent creators get paid. My co-founder at Red Circle is a product manager that I had been working with at the company I was at before doing this. And the two of us, um, you know, just sort of had lunch and I was telling him about this idea and what I'd been working on. And sort of by the end of lunch, the two of us were pretty convinced that this is something that we wanted to do. We went out and started researching, you know, the market size and put together the materials and went out and successfully raised a little bit of money. And that's really mm -hmm. when we, we we made it official. Of course, right around that time, uh, I also had a child. So it was a, it was a pretty insane choice to do this at the same time. But, um, but you know, company's four years old and he's four years old. So it's uh, it's it's working well so far. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, what you were saying about monetizing podcasts and and people have heard me talk on this show about how it is. And it seems lately, like in the last year, um, everyone that comes to me saying, hey, I want to start a podcast. Like one of the first questions they ask is, how do I make money off of it and or off it? And, you know, I, I often say, you know, pump the brakes, hang on. <laughs> right. You know, like that shouldn't be the initial goal of a podcast because, you know, I lay out the reality of for the big advertisers, the ones you hear on all the shows that you like that, you know, are really popular shows, you know, you're going to need to be in that top, like 10, 5% of all podcasts. You're going to need to have that 5,000 downloads per episode, like every episode, you're going to need to get there before the me undies of the world, you know, start calling. And, and I said, but you know, don't, like lose hope because if you have an audience that's focused on something um, or you have a really focused topic of your show, there are advertisers that would want to get in front of those people. And there are ways to find and create those relationships. So I'm glad, I'm glad you provide um, a solution for that because it it is pretty expensive in some of the options to, to get the type of, um, insertion of ads and, and easy insertion of ads that aren't baked in uh that you you can get with other providers but they you know they're just going to cost a little bit more so yeah i mean there's definitely some some money making or some money yeah. you know costs associated with it but there's also just kind of creating an environment that makes it economically feasible for the business doing the ad sales and mm -hmm. the coordination and all the emails and spreadsheets and checks in the mail and things that have to go down on one of these ad deals. Mm -hmm. If you have 500 listeners, you know, a $25 CPM deal is $12 and 50 cents, you know, yeah. uh, gross, right? If, right? if there's people taking a VIG, there's mm -hmm. just not a lot of energy into it. So for us, it's not just the environment is, is uh, uh, needing to figure out how to make it make sense with the economics for the podcaster. Yeah. It's also just having, if you have an ad sales team, how do you make it possible for that team to close enough deals and make enough dollars to pay back for their salaries if they're only closing you know, 10 or $12 deals? And, and that right. solving that problem with technology is sort of the vision that we saw okay. as opposed to just a bunch of emails and spreadsheets of people. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you brought that up because um, the next thing I wanted to ask about, I mean, there, you mentioned it, like there's lots of options out there. There's lots of hosting companies. There's lots of ways to do buy, buy ads, insert ads. There's different services. Um, and I can say, you know, having used several of these hosting companies, 
um, we have used Red Circle with some of our clients. And I can say to the listeners here that you guys aren't one of those fly by night, flash in the pan. Like it always seems like every year there's a new thing in podcasting and then the year later they're gone. Um, but you guys are around, your system works, your hosting works. It, it was easy to use. We never had any issues, errors, things not posting, publishing, all that sort of stuff. But maybe I want to give you the chance, like you don't have to throw any other companies under the bus, but if someone's moving into the space, they're starting a podcast, maybe they already have a podcast on another hosting platform. Why do they choose Red Circle over others? Yeah, I mean, you're right. There's, there's, I don't know how many, 40, mm -hmm. 50 mm -hmm. different podcast hosting companies out there. And there's probably and, a new one now that just started in the last 10 seconds, right? Right. Yeah. You know, because, and this is the truth, I think just being able to upload episodes and edit a show description and giving you some simple analytics, this is not uh, rocket science in 2022. This is something that a, a relatively junior software engineer can create. Now, adding all the bells and whistles and making it sophisticated and making it easy to use. Like th these are complicated. I don't mean to undercut mm -hmm. the work that people are doing, but a simple podcast hosting thing is a, is a freshman year computer science product uh, project over a semester. Um, you know, so it's not the, the biggest achievement. It's what bells and whistles hosting companies decide to add on to the software that makes one of them different than the other. I'll give you a good example. So captivate, uh, is a really nice product. Mm -hmm. um, podcast hosting, a little more expensively priced than Red Circle, yeah. um, but has like a whole Calendly guest booking integration yeah. thing built into the software. That's super cool. Uh, it's not the kind of customer that we're chasing. Um, but if that's your thing, if you're like constantly bringing on guests and that's a big burden for you and you want to build a system that mm -hmm. automates that, like that's a great choice, right? What Red Circle does and our set of bells and whistles that's unique in the market, they were very, very focused on monetization, both with listener payments, which we have a whole sort of Patreon-like listener mm -hmm. payments product that's built into your hosting, which has some advantages to being right there. You only have to upload your content in one place. You get your analytics for your exclusive episodes right next to your regular ones. Mm -hmm. um, so we have that. And then we have an advertising platform that is uh, both host-read and programmatic ads built into your hosting um, and, and we bring all those things together into to one piece. And so, sure, we all have the same stuff. We can all, you know, upload episodes. We can all tell you how many downloads you got last week mm -hmm. uh, or on an episode from three months ago. Um, but what we do that's really unique is provide a host red demand for shows that are even sometimes as small as 500 downloads per episode. Awesome. So, yeah, so let's continue talking about monetization here and advertising. And on your platform and other places, how have you seen this especially on Red Circle work for your average podcaster. Um, and what advice do you have for podcasters who come to your platform and, and want to make money off of their podcast? Yeah, I mean, I will reiterate what you said earlier, which is like, it shouldn't be your first goal. Right. Um, you know, the first thing you need to do is produce really high quality content that creates a really engaged mm -hmm. audience. If you don't have those things, sure, like maybe you can book an advertiser, that's possible. But if you don't have good performance because your audience really cares what you have to say, um, that advertiser isn't coming back and mm -hmm. uh, because they're not going to get you know a bunch of purchases on the other end that shows them that the ad is working. And so the first thing you need to do is just have an audience that's coming back and that wants to listen to you because until you have that, it's not going to be successful no matter what technology you use. And a lot of people focus in on the tools. You see it sometimes people obsessing over what microphone, um, you know, but instead let's start with like, what's it take to produce a content, the content that people want to come back to. Yeah. And that are, where they're really listening. 
Um, but in terms of monetization, you know, th th there are just a ton of ways to do it. We have some folks that all they do is programmatic. They don't want to worry about hoster. They don't want to read any ads. They're going to make a little bit less money that way, um, but they don't have to do any work. It's just kind of turnkey. You turn it on, the advertisers do their thing. With Red Circle, you can control what categories of ads you're comfortable with or uncomfortable with programmatically and, you know, even specific advertisers if you write into our support team. So like, you know, some some level of control, but not complete control. Then we have folks that are the opposite. They don't want any ads that they've never heard of before playing on a particular podcast episode of theirs. So they only want to do host reds. Um, and those are the most lucrative, right? Uh, you're getting 25, sometimes 30, $35 CPMs if your show's in high demand on Red Circle, sometimes less if you want to generate interest from advertisers for the first time. And, you know, with a platform like us, you just get an email that says, hey, here's a deal at Red Circle's ad team closed for you. It's uh, $250 if you read this uh, and, and upload it to Red Circle. And, and that's all the work that you have to do. Mm -hmm. um, the most monetized podcasts with ads are doing both of those two things. Uh, and with Red Circle, the ad inventory is sort of managed automatically. If you have host red deals, they'll take precedence and then we'll fill in whatever's left with programmatic. Um, that's all that said. When we look at shows on Red Circle, uh, and we we look at what we call RPM. It's like revenue per thousand downloads. Mm -hmm. The shows with the highest RPM on the platform are small and mid-sized shows that use our listener payment solution. So the most monetized shows for their audience size are the folks that are really have got a small audience that's really, mm -hmm. really listening and really engaged. It's not quite big enough to make a lot of money with advertising. But if you can convince 100 people to pay you five bucks a month, um, mm -hmm. you know, out of a 500 person audience, uh, there's a lot of money to be made for an audience of that size. Um, so that's kind of the layout that the, how we see it, uh, lots of mix and match and ways to do it, you know, uh, paywalls that get you ad free paywalls that get you bonus episodes, paywalls that get you early episodes, mm -hmm. ad mixes with programmatic, not programmatic, lots of ways to do it, depending on your comfort, your audience, and, um, and, and how much time and energy you have to put into the monetization aspect of the show. Yeah. I like that flexibility because like you're saying, and, and we've talked about, you know, 90% of podcasters don't have those huge, huge audiences. And so being able to go to their audience and provide opportunities to support the show that makes sense um, are, are really important. I mean, I, I think that's why, you know, sites like patreon and membership sites and and other options have have done so well and I, and i like especially now that um hosts like red circle are providing those opportunities all in one um and from what i hear from you and, and maybe it's the coding background and all this sort of stuff it sounds like you guys are always thinking and tweaking and adding and perfecting and and massaging your your system to support what your users want what what are you guys working on now what what is coming um if you maybe want to give a, a preview and and what just in general what do you think is in the future for podcasting over the next few years yeah absolutely um so one of the things we just released uh, let, let me explain that you know for a long sure. time we've been very focused on um on enabling podcasters to be able to make money through Red Circle, right? Our business model was we take a cut of the ad revenue that we help you generate, 
um, and otherwise Red Circle is free. Um, and that's been a good business model for us. And it's still our primary business model. That's how we make most of our money is, and it's a, it's a nice way to make money because our, in, our incentives are completely aligned with the podcaster. The more money we make them, the more money we make for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, but what we found is there were a lot of podcasters who were now starting to find ad deals on their own. Maybe they have a relationship with an agency that buys, mm -hmm. maybe they're using one of these marketplace technologies to get an ad deal from time to time. Uh, and we wanted to make sure that we had the tools that those podcasters um, needed to be able to deploy those ad campaigns dynamically against their inventory, because that's you know how most of the ads are bought and sold these days. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we've always had dynamic insertion tech, um, but we've added a bunch of layers to it that allows you to have start and end dates to a campaign that allows you to apply a, a pixel URL so the advertiser can measure performance and attribution. Uh, we've added um, impression caps so you can say, you know, okay, only run this for 50,000 downloads. Um, so all the kinds of things you need to do to be able to run your own campaign. And that's part of a business model innovation for us because in historically, we haven't been able to prioritize a feature like that because it doesn't make us any money to help a podcaster make money mm -hmm. off of Red Circle. Um, but uh, in, what we decided was uh, in the long run, you know, keeping podcasters happy on the platforming and giving those podcasters that are looking to monetize the tools to do it through us and outside of us in the long run is good for the company. And we changed our model for being completely free to having small paywalls. So we still have a very permissive free tier. If you have one podcast, you can even still mm -hmm. use our monetization services. Um, all of that is still free. Uh, if you have a network of podcasts or if you want to use some of these advanced campaign features, uh, we're still just talking about you know $9 a month, relatively mm -hmm. uh, cheaply yeah. priced. <clears throat> so that's one of the things we've been up to. And then you know what we're doing across the network is we're monetizing, we believe, one of, if not the largest network of podcasts. Uh, we're doing it all with technology. We have very few people relative to the number of ad deals that we're running. We have um, you know, just under a thousand people that we monetize every month. Mm -hmm. um, so it's quite a few podcasters that are making money on the platform. Uh, a lot of the work and the tweaking and the iteration that you described before is happening in the back there to give mm -hmm. our advertising team the tools they need to be able to sell that inventory um, and be able to, you know, run a deal for one of our advertiser customers that goes across a hundred yeah. podcasts and have that just be a point and click opportunity. So a lot of pipes in the back that enable that kind of stuff to happen. The podcaster gets to enjoy the privilege of, or the, you know, all that hard work. They just get the email that says, Hey, here's the ad deal. Um, but there's quite a bit that happens behind the scenes to make that happen effectively. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, it's a, yeah. I mean, you guys really are a network in a way you're giving the advertiser the opportunity and then the, all, all of the podcasts that are on your hosting platform are benefiting if they want to take advantage of the dy dynamic advertising. That's um, right. That, that that's beautiful. I, I like that. So if people really want to get a sense of all that Red Circle offers, you've you've told you've told us a lot. But besides going to the website, which we will definitely put the link to, um, do you guys have anything that you want to direct them to so they can learn a little bit more? Uh, the website's definitely the best place. There's plenty of info there. But one of the great things about us is that, like I said, it's free, you know, so you can yeah. sign up and create a dummy podcast. Um you know, distribute it to Spotify, you know, everything you want to do just to like, you know, test it out and, and get a feel for what's going on. You have to be a pretty big size to, um, uh, to get into the advertising part of it. You have to have 500 downloads per okay. week to get in yeah. there. Um, and it's not that big, but it's big enough that it's going to be worth it both for you and for us. Um, 
So that part you won't be able to test unless you go up there. And then our our paid tiers all have free trials, so you can also get in there and mess around and play around. And then if you do some Googling, you know, Red Circle ad platform or things like that, you can find a couple of demos. So we've done a sounds profitable uh, deep mm-hmm. dive into the podcaster side of the ad platform that you can see some of the features. Um, and there's a couple other things like that. If you just do a couple Google searches, you'll be able to find some videos on YouTube of independent creators that are just sort of reviewing the platform. Mm-hmm. And usually we get good marks. Um, so lots of ways to explore what, what we're doing. Awesome. Well, I, I really appreciate you sharing this and I really appreciate you um, taking the time to be with me today. Yeah, this was fun. Thanks for having me. <laughs>